Hello, everybody, and welcome to Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do. do. I am your host for this episode and all episodes, Hookaloof, 24, a bear. And on this episode, get ready, because our guest is here, he's dear, but don't get too used to it because the podcast is only like 40 minutes wrong. That's right, it's Neil, a.k.a. Rebel Radio, a.k.a. Ultra Gay Deer, a.k.a. Mmm. And today we will ask him a series of chilling questions that drill down to the dark heart of man. Neil, how are you? Uh, surprised at the way that people pronounce the username I made when I just stepped on my keyboard. I've heard so <laughs> pronunciations. I've heard I've heard them all. It's Is it is it not mzm? I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> well Well that's why that's why I made another one. That makes sense. But I can't I can't go back. I, I, I can't go back. Yeah, it's a branding issue. Because Fur Affinity is a bad website. It's true. It's really it's it's really true. I like. I don't think that's a controversial in, opinion. In in the improbable event that the creators of Fur Affinity are listening to this podcast without having come without coming on it, first come on my podcast, and yeah. second fix your website. Let us change username. Fix your website. That's it's not that hard. Maybe it is that hard. I don't know. I'm I'm not it's, I'm not a web developer. I'm a game developer. They're yeah. different. Spe- my job's easier. Smart. <laughs> though that is a good segue into you me. you are as you just said a game developer and a writer why don't you tell me and the people listening a little bit how you you got your start with writing uh so basically i've been writing like as long as i can remember honestly like just random bullshit since i was a kid uh i worked i started working on my first novel when i was in the sixth grade i want to say i I was just like because because i i was really good in school so i had a ton of free time and i was just like i'm gonna write a book and it was bad it was really bad it was about these stick people and they got stuck on an island the the reason they were stick people is because i was like oh man i don't want to i can't draw so uh, i was like man i'm gonna have to do the cover art and do all this stuff and do illustrations i can't draw i'm making them (laughs) stick people and i still have it I still have it. It's on chapter 11. I'm never going to finish it because it's bad. I, I think that's very interesting that even back then when you were just getting started writing is you were thinking to yourself about the logistics of publishing. Yep. I was just like, well, when I when 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 I become a world famous author, <laughs> it's going to be about stick people. <laughs> so that was my first project. And then I don't know. I was just, it was just always kind of something I was naturally uh, good at. I'd always do reports in school and I would kind of have, uh, give them a little bit of flair, just make them more interesting, make them stories. There's a creative writing class in high school that I did stuff for. I used to write creepy pastas on the internet for, Ooh. um, for this, for the YouTube guy, uh, some ordinary gamers. I don't know if you've ever heard of him ever, but he did like creepypasta readings. They had this whole wiki and community, and people wrote a bunch of stuff. And I actually got one of mine read by him, which is dope. Um, and that was when I was like in high school. So I, I guess I've just always been working on stuff like this. That's impressive. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess I dabble in a bunch of different communities, and then the furry one just kind of stuck. Well, you know, all all being said, I'm I'm glad that you did because it was because of that that we got to meet and be friends and do other things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You> like that. 
Oh god, that was that's something. Like get interviewed by the Rolling Stone, and then I didn't get in, but you did. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's... I. I... <laughs> yeah, if if you haven't heard from my posting on Twitter, uh, dear dear listener, I was in the, a Rolling Stone article, and unfortunately, I, I was I was interviewed at the same time as our good friend Neil here, and I personally show. thought, no, I thought I thought you had a very interesting sort of story that sort of delved into more stuff about the fandom, but I had one sentence of the like forty minutes of interview make it into really an article. Funny. <laughs> I'm not gonna not gonna lie. The whole time I was just like, "Who's stealing the show?" I'm not gonna get in the article. <laughs> no, but <laughs> ultimately I wouldn't worry too much about it. Yeah, she just... she did write two articles, and the first one I wasn't in. Yeah. So maybe the third one is going to be titled "The Adventures of Neil," it's and it's gonna just be... gonna be a transcription of all you're talking. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, I would. Uh, well, uh, I don't know if I want all of that in the Rolling Stone. Every single. One. <laughs> We're going to have to do a little bit of editing. What? The Rolling Stone? The Bastion of Journalistic Integrity? Edit? A story? Uh, uh, I I'll, put a, it. I'll put a good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, think, I think the Rolling Stone is fine, and I'm not just saying that because they've published me now. Though that does help. <laughs> they didn't pay you, though, as far no. as we know. I got paid an exposure, which oh. I've heard is great. Oh, uh, boy. How's that exposure doing for uh, paying your rent? Yeah. I, I, tried to, I tried to hand my landlord my Twitter followers, but uh, <laughs> he didn't take it. <laughs> I really should do that now, now that I've hit the big 2,000. Yeah, the big 2-0. Oh. Uh, if you go ahead and look up the hotel on Fur Affinity, you can see how many uh, favorites it has. I think I'll take the spaghetti to go. Yes, please. Of course. Put it on my card. Put it on my followers card. Yeah. Every Put follower my... is a dollar. <laughs> I got follower dollars. <laughs> Follow. Fo- there's a there's a pun to be made somewhere, but I can't I can't find it. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna squeeze the blood out of that stone. Live on the air. It's not live. Maybe someday. Oh, uh, Loops radio show. 90, yeah. 69.9. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to... Thank you for turning in to KRUD on 69.9, The Bear. That's the uh, button you press. I, I, I wish I had that button right now. <laughs> oh my god, that would be the evolution of this podcast, <laughs> is if I got like an early morning radio show soundboard of sound effects. <laughs> God damn it! I can't whistle. Oh. Or snap. I'm just really a failed human being. I can't ride a bike. I can't snap. I can't whistle. I can barely tie my shoes. How did I end up here? Let me snap and whistle at the same time to flex on you. No, don't. Oh my God, my dad's calling me. Yeah. Okay. We well, can wait. Uh, no. I'll just. You can wait. <laughs> I'm being interviewed by Hookaloof. Who, you yeah. know he's on the Rolling Stone. He's on the Rolling Stone. <laughs> All right. You know what? That's almost as good as being interviewed by the Rolling Stone, which also happened. <laughs> yeah. Dad. Now you have both. I've never been interviewed by me. <laughs> Next to podcast idea. That would be like a schizophrenic episode. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to do that. And nobody wants to listen to that. Uh. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. But veering the ship back on topic, 
I'm bad at staying on topic. No, it's fine. I've been having a fun time, and I'm sure people listening will enjoy it as well. But you created a a game. You are a game developer. And the game that you made is a game called The Hotel. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, So... I kind of got into the whole furry vor thing when I was like 13 or 14, just kind of browsing on FA like everybody who likes vor now. And one of the things that I saw and came back to a lot was uh, Jeski's uh, text adventure, uh, Day at the Fun Fair. And I really liked... Um, I, I It was kind of like the first of its kind, really, in terms of like the engine and how comprehensive and how much content there was. And I was like this is really dope and it seems accessible to me because obviously I can't draw. I can't like pro- actually program like in a, in a language um, and quest, which is the engine that they use for those text adventures seemed really accessible to me. And it was like pretty easy to learn. And at some point I was just kind of like, I'll do this. I'm kind of curious. I'll see where I can go with this. I kind of was like, well, I can write already. And I'd already written like little, like, little little uh getting close to the mic here little stories uh in like oh my god it was like in a shitty notebook i had it was just super self-indulgent and oh my god but i was like uh yeah i'll i'll try this out and if you look back at my fa like i had posted like three or four versions um uh like three or four versions kind of like around the same time and then kind of just dropped off the map for like a year because i actually had posted those when i was still in high school so after i had like college and stuff but at some point excuse me during college i was just kind of like getting back into furry stuff because i had always been like on the sidelines just kind of like absorbing the content and being like oh this is pretty neat oh this is pretty cool and then um i kind of just was like it was during winter break actually i was just kind of like uh let's go on r slash four and from there i started like doing role play and stuff and then i met uh fi fire fieto and shadow Cerule. And they were kind of like the first two people that I had as friends in the furry fandom. And Phi actually made his game, Theta, uh, base like it was inspired by what I had posted like three years ago. So I we were talking about that, and then I kind of just got back onto the train, and ever since it's just been rolling. Very interesting. The from from very humble beginnings there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean that's that's the same with all all internet artists. There's there's yeah, very few people sure. out there who like go to a fancy writing school or or go to a drawing academy to get classically trained and then decide, I know what I'll do. I'll draw an animal person's beehole on the internet for clout. Woo! I I went to Juilliard. I went to Juilliard <laughs> to make squelchy ramen noodle noises for people to use. <laughs> this is my master's degree. <laughs> The Juilliard Performing School? I can't believe my own pun bombed on my own podcast. Now I have to cut it out. Puns will get you nowhere with me, Hookaloo. That's all I have. I've heard so many of the same dear puns that I just hate puns now. They're just, yeah, it's just really ruined it for me. They're still dear to me. 
Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Nothing. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you... I was really hoping that that one would... No, you were right. You you warned me. Okay. <laughs> I did warn uh, you. The, the hotel, your game. Yep. You recently finished it and put out version 1.0, and you're on, like, version 1.05 now? Yeah. Uh, actually, cool. yeah, version 1.05. That just released yesterday, actually. Hell yeah. Uh, congratulations on that, by the by. Thank you. It's been a long time coming, four years since I started working on that tiny little dinky game and to realize that like it's actually like not complete but like you can finish it and win is like holy crap Ooh, i i I have i have played some of the free demos that have been posted i have not purchased it yet and i'm it's not anything personal i just haven't had the fucking time to like sit down and really enjoy yeah obviously there's a lot of stuff in there like I, I, I hesitate to even call the free version a demo because literally, like, you get ninety five percent of the game for free. Ooh, yeah. There's like a lot because <laughs> it's not. It's just like I make the the last version free when I publish the new one, and usually a version just adds like six or eight scenes or something. So there's like a lot of game there for free. That's still a considerable amount. It's in. It's actually like I think the 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 file. The game is like four hundred thousand words long, or something. Like, is a wow. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Uh, would you like to divulge perhaps a little bit? And I, I heard some of this with the Rolling Stone interview that you did. Ooh. I know about you from the Rolling Stone. Oh, thank you. Uh, but would you like to divulge a little bit about sort of sort of the behind the scenes process of taking a game from an idea that's in alpha to a published product that you are now God. Those those peas are going to sound real bad on the audio. Your polished public project <laughs> that has now been published. Published. Uh, yeah. The that one. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the behind the scenes of what it was like to go from starting that to finishing that and then putting it up for sale? Um. So a lot of it is intertwined with my hand problems uh, because I am a melee player. And Melee is a pretty hard and technical game. And I've done a lot of competitive gaming and other games as well. So a lot of it comes down to like a consistent release schedule and just like keeping the cycle up. Just keep going. Um, a lot of people, when they make games like this, they kind of burn out because you have to make so much content. Uh, to make people come back and it has to be consistent like even if you drop a like a ton of stuff on release day out of nowhere and it's like the very first alpha and there's already a lot like people are going to want more because just because of the nature of how uh and not safe for work games work so the biggest thing for me is like that alpha is even no matter how polished it is it is the beginning if you want to actually take a game and make it like successful and build a following to the point where you can then go and sell it because the decision for me to sell it on itch was literally like i was sitting in bed at like three in the morning i was like what if i just sell my game it was literally just like a like a snap decision um and i don't think it was one i could have made at any other point in the development process though at least up until that point 
because I had already had the established following and I wasn't like trying to come out of nowhere and be like, buy this game that nobody knows how good it is. That is that is an interesting sort of thought there is the idea that you have your your following has helped you in getting your game out there and you wouldn't have been able to sell it without it. And it, it's it makes sense just to sort of think about is by nature to sell something you need an audience that is down to purchase it. Yeah. And that comes from having an audience. Yep. And I think I was helped a little bit because the niche I'm in is so specific and there's not a lot of other people out there doing it. Like even like art is probably the easiest medium to consume on the internet. But even like as an artist, you it's so easy to just get drowned out by so many other artists. It's so easy to compare yourself to other people. It makes it a lot more difficult. Um, yeah. Writing is even harder because writing is like, you, you can't just like, you can like look at a picture and be like, Oh, that's cool. Retweet to retweet or to like, spread a story you have to sit down and read it with your eyes you have to look at the words with your eyes and comprehend them in your brain it's a lot it's a lot it's it's a medium that doesn't really lend itself to to the viral kind of sharing that uh, art can have but yeah. i think the the niche of a game is it's a lot hard it's it's a lot easier to talk about like you can be like oh i played this really cool game and you should play it too. And I think a story or a piece of prose or something like that doesn't really have that same spread. And, but it also doesn't have the disadvantage of like, you always are comparing yourself to other artists and they're super crowded space. Because when I, when I um, came back to development, there were like three other people doing the same thing that I was doing. And it was, it was really easy to kind of just carve out my own niche. And I don't know what the question was. (laughs) No, no, this this is a very sort of free-form approach yeah. to interviewing. Yeah. And just telling your story is the interesting part of your story. Mm. Because people just like to hear it. Because I think you've got I think you've got a good tale to tell. I do. I have a lot of them. There's so many. I'm not even close to done. Oh god. Such as the nature such as the nature of writing. Yep. That there is always more to write. There is always more to write, especially when 95% of your work is commissions and you have a novel that you've been working on for a year and there's only a thousand words done of it. Hey, I, you know, someday when I, when I finish learning the alphabet and I get all the rest of the letters down, I will 100% read what you have written. Nice. But right, right now, still stuck on H. Yeah, he's stuck on H. <laughs> yeah, it goofs me up and that sucks because that's the start of my username. Yeah, so I was think like, I know what comes next. It's like a huh, but it's also like an h but it sometimes it's like silent this is why this is why i have a ghostwriter every time i need to log in oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i like that concept oh my god imagine like three in the morning you're like oh man i got logged out of my fa time to call my ghost so he can tell me what a letter is yeah just wake up what's what's the what letter does my it's like two lines with a little line in the middle no fucking way really what Insane. Is they, it this one? No, that's a capital I. Damn it. <laughs> oh my god. That would be hell. It's like the opposite <laughs> of a password manager. Yeah, you're always on call. <laughs> oh boy. You better pay him good. I do. Good. Proud of you. He Lots gets, of exposure. He gets exposure. Tons, <laughs> so much exposure, dude. He's he's living in an exposure mansion. Oh my god. It's so big it's so clean it's almost like i can see right through it 
Yeah. He can't throw any stones, though. Uh, though, sort of circling back to a less professional look at things, because this is a podcast where we sometimes talk about people's experiences in the fandom rather than what they produce for it. Uh, have you, as somebody who does like writing as a medium and has a pretty sizable following with a cool interactive tale, uh, have you had any interesting interactions with fans, friends, followers, or enemies that you would be interested in divulging? Oh boy. Um, keep in mind we're not gonna we're not gonna do names. Not that I'm saying that you would. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Obviously, the, the point of this is not to not to bully anybody or be mean. It's to sort of look into some of the odd experiences that people have had yeah. in this fandom and other fandoms, and just sort of catalog them. So and if you're listening to this and you're one of these people who does this sort of thing, fuck you. Uh, don't. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. I was gonna. I was gonna say don't because people don't like it. Fuck <laughs> it. <It's... laughs> All right. Okay. I would not be but, a good podcast host. That's why. I'm no. But you're a great it. guest. Thank you. And you're a great host. Ah, uh, I'm the host, one and only. You're the only. I one. won't let anyone else host you're my podcast. You're the only one. I can't find anybody else. Please help. I've been trapped in a basement, and all I have is an internet connection, and the man who owns the house is forcing me to podcast. Please send help. This isn't a joke. This is not a joke. Anyway. This is a cry for help, <laughs> but anyway. But you know what's funny? Because uh, of the title of the podcast, I had never received the classic no subject high note ever until yesterday. Wow. Never until in my yesterday. life. Until I've received like tons of notes like that. But uh, I had never literally gotten no subject, high, nothing else until yesterday. I was just blown away. I was just like, the classic. I can't believe it's been so long since I've been hit with the classic. It's been forever. It literally had never happened. And I was just like, there are people out there that actually do that. What do you like? What do you think I'm going to say? Hi? Probably high. I didn't say hi. I said nothing. Oh. I looked at it. I looked at it and I was like, <laughs> And then I posted it on Twitter. <laughs> and I did not say anything. As you do. I feel bad about it, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I know what's going to happen. It's going to yeah. be like, hi, how are you? I'm doing okay. Great. And then we're never going to talk again. Or they're going to be a creep. Yeah. Speaking of creeps, um, yes. fun story time. Uh, back when I posted on Eka's portal, which is the other big Vore site that I am now permanently banned from, not going to get into that. Um, oh, yeah. I one day just got a p. Oh my god! I think. Oh no! I can't check my inbox because I'm banned. Um, <laughs> I'll try to remember the best I can. I just uh, got a PM one day, and it was some guy like fawning over my deer. I get to make the deer puns. Um, just like, oh hot, sexy deer man, please eat me. Just just gurgle me up. Blah blah blah. And it was really graphic. And it was really just like way out there. And I was like what the fuck and then i scrolled down this man this human being who who logged onto the internet typed in orion.com decided to send me his nudes wow four of them they are burned into my <laughs> retinas they are burned into my retinas hookaloop i see I them know. in my nightmares <laughs> i don't know what it is about four of them <laughs> four of them i'm 
I'm trying to think of the thought process of... I, I don't know what the appropriate number is. I'd assume one. Like, if you were the kind of person to send nudes to a stranger, like, you'd look at a nude and be like, yeah, this is this one's fine. Like, my, my balls are quaffed or whatever. Whatever people look for. They weren't good. even good nudes. That's the worst part. They were I, I doubt. They I were doubt so that bad. people... People who send unsolicited nudes probably don't have good nudes. <laughs> it was to like send. in a dirty mirror and his <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Am I is this is this some saw shit? Like am I about to wake up in like a fucking dirty bathtub? My kidneys gone? Holy shit. Yeah. I I would love to see the saw film that begins with nudes. Oh boy. Usually they end with nudes. I think I actually submitted it to FA Notes, the Twitter account, and they definitely posted it. So I can... Well, they didn't post his nudes, obviously. Uh, But I did not screen cap them, but I am actually going to try and find them while I tell you about the next... Uh, And this is the story of my clone. Oh. So this was at MFF 2017, uh, which is the first uh, con that I ever went to, because it's like three hours away from me. And uh, basically... I was kind of just sitting down, like by the artist alley, and Corey, Corey Zadori, who's not, I'm, I'm, I'm not mentioning her to like <laughs> make fun of her or whatever. It's not bad. I, I do want to name names for this one specifically. Uh, okay. Just, just Corey. It's just Corey, and she sat down, and she called me by somebody else's name, and she thought I was somebody else, and I like, she's just like, oh, I thought you were such and such, and I'd never heard of this person until until that very moment and actually i saw them at the con and we were wearing like the exact same outfit we looked like the exact same fucking person and that was cool in itself but then it turns out he was an alt-right shithead who had Uh a really shitty twitter account so now he's my evil clone and i see him at every mff and i don't (laughs) it's always really funny because he's still wearing the same clothes that i wear and it's really weird and i don't know how to feel about it but I just never talk to him because I don't like him. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> now, when you say he's always he's still wearing the same clothes, do you mean like you just happen to wear the same outfit, or has he not changed clothes? Um, in years? I would hope it's the former. I would assume it's not the latter. I don't think he's like gross. He just has okay. really bad opinions. Not a gross person, necessarily, just gross beliefs. Yeah, exactly. So that's always fun to think about whenever I'm at MFF. It's like the spot the spot my evil clone. Black. <laughs> is, he had the same hat as me! I bought that hat when I was 12! How did oh, that do happen? That, do you think that because he's your evil clone, he got it when he was 21? Oh god, that would be horrible. And he, he bought it when it was inside out? <laughs> Oh my god. Ah, yes, an inside out hat. Yeah, perfect for my evil cloneness. Evil, perfect for my evil clone outfit, which I'm just making. <laughs> I don't know who my good clone is, but they will be also wearing the same hat. I have ruined their fashion sense. Yeah, <laughs> twirls my mustache. I mean that that could be the way to separate yourself is if you if you grew like a Star Trek mirror mirror universe mustache. Oh god. I don't like the thought of that. You you could curl it up and you could look like fucking Snidely Whiplash. You would Maybe look like, like the evil clone, but you would be the good clone in secret. I can't grow a mustache. It's impossible. I I can't grow facial hair. I I didn't shave for three months and I had peach fuzz. 
it was over. Aww. It's over for me. I'm glad. It's good. It's good. I don't even have to shave. I just have to like turn on my razor, like the back, like the trimmer every now and then, to uh, make me baby smooth, baby smooth, because because I'm a baby. I grew a beard recently. Yeah, I saw it. It was great. You had it at MFF, kind of. Uh yeah. I, I have I it, I have kept it since then, and I it's not gotten much bigger, but you look like a lumberjack. Uh, I think that's a good look for you. Hell yeah! Welcome, welcome to Hookaloof's Beard Break, a reoccurring segment where I brag about my beard. <laughs> here it is. Here's yeah. here. His name is his name is uh, Ronaldo. Yeah, and if you go to www.ronaldo.beard, you can see a picture of him. And if you scroll down far enough, you'll see his nudes. <laughs> it's just a picture of your shaved chin. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I had not considered a beard's nudes. That's uh, just being a shaved face. You and you crop it so you can't tell quite what it is. It could be a oh, butt. God. It could be a chin. <laughs> is that some sort of mountain? What is that? What is that? Kermit, it's a chin. Kermit the Frog here with chin reviews. <laughs> I can't do a Kermit the Frog voice, but I would I would be right there with you. I think I scrolled God. past it at some point. I've been scrolling oh. down this webpage for like ten minutes. God damn. <laughs> That's okay. Um I the these if you if you have been following FA Notes for a while, I'm sure you've seen this guy's terrible, terrible interaction. Don't be like him. Don't send your nudes unsolicited to people. And don't solicit people to look at your nudes either. Oh, I forgot the I forgot the the end to this story. Um, Ooh. I so I blocked him on Orion because of fucking course I did. And af like an hour afterwards, I received a Twitter DM. Oh no. And I deleted it like almost immediately after reading it, so I don't have it archived, and I'm kind of sad because it was glory. It was just the most like doubling down on his really weird kink I had ever seen in my in my existence. It was so fucking just. Oh my god! If I God, I gotta fucking find this. I need to remember exactly what he said. This is not going... This is going to leave me. But it was just, like, so much worse than what he had already sent me on Orion. And it was just ridiculous that I he had been blocked and just decided to go find my Twitter and be like, nah, this time it'll work. <laughs> he didn't send me news again, thank God. Uh, I don't think he had any more to send based on how shitty the first ones were. You thought those were like his secret treasure trove, and that that was the best he could get. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I I really think he was trying his best, and he just fell absolutely completely flat. Uh, because you know, don't send people your nudes unsolicited, or yeah, yeah just, just don't. And and when they block you, that's not an invitation to seek them out. It's not like a cool pirate treasure hunt where they're <laughs> like, "Come find me." I am telling you to please go away. I'm literally doing the opposite. Pirate treasure would suck if it was just nudes. Uh, That's unrelated, but I'm just imagining it. Uh, it depends. It's uh, it, is it is it the good booty? Is the question. <laughs> yeah, it's Gold Rogers booty. Jesus Christ. Uh but with that being said, that cool comment about nude pirates. 
uh, that fun interaction, I'm going to sort of delve back into the, the more, the more work oriented side and ask you, uh, what are some of your, your, your writing influences? Is there a favorite book of yours or a story series? I know you mentioned, uh, Jeshke's work, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more sort of outside yeah. the realm of fandom. Yeah. Um, the only book I remember uh, reading was, oh god, I would rent Ready Player One from our uh, school's library every year and read it over again because I was just so into that book. I really liked that book. Uh, I wouldn't call it my writing influence. I really don't think I have like a specific writing influence because for a writer, I don't read a lot, which sucks. I really want to, but my... Uh, freaking attention span is so awful like i can't even watch television shows i never finish tv shows i can't finish a book um so i don't think like i can't think of like one book that i was like i want to write this book um i will say that my writing definitely has a lot of voice in it so i feel like it could be like a lot of it is like um like the personality character driven books of which I don't know any because I am a horribly woefully uncultured um <laughs> nope I I am I've I've descended from the heavens I was born completely fully matured with a brain full of the best stories ever and I am perfect and untouchable and I am everyone else's influence nobody influenced me because i am the perfect evolution of humanity yeah you are effectively the shadow the hedgehog of literacy and now the episode has its title (laughs) (sighs) i was wondering where it was going to come from we've had a a few good goofs so far i've been enjoying it but i do believe that the shadow the hedgehog of literacy does have to be this episode's title (sighs) i pissed on your wife heck man (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna piss on the moon, you idiot. <laughs> That's your literary influence right there. There it is. That yeah, yep. Even though it came well after me, that I looked at that video and I was like, I like this. This is good. I did read Hitchhikers a lot. I did Hitchhikers was probably one of the other only series that I actually read. I tried to read Infinite Jest. Some for some reason my high school library had fucking Infinite Jest, which if you don't know is an exceedingly long book that doesn't make a lot of sense. I got about 180 pages through it, and then I was like, "This is just too too much for me." Uh, I prefer Infinite Vest, which is a story about a guy whose vest just keeps on going forever. That sounds like a Shel Silverstein poem. <laughs> probably it probably is. I think there was one almost exactly like that uh, about the Infinite Vest. Something like that. Shell, are you okay? He wrote a story about a girl that was always cold, and then she just fucking died because she couldn't get warm. Shel Silverstein does not fuck around. I think that's... Wasn't that the little matchstick girl or whatever? Something like that. Oh, there it is. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Oh, you found it. Perfect. Alright. So, I actually got a little bit of it wrong. So, he sent me nudes along with something else, and then I was like, Can you not send me random unsolicited nudes? Thanks. And then he says, and I quote, just put my big young bum in your mouth and eat my body. Then I'll have nothing left to send. 
It'll also plump up your own sexy deer rear in the process. And then I blocked okay. him. So, right. and then imagine just something like that, just put like turned up like three more times, and that is what he sent me on Twitter. <laughs> so that was a fun story. That's that sure is something. Yep, it's it was it was definitely something, and I don't I still don't know how to feel about it. I imagine not. Yeah, that's bad. That's whack. Yeah, and that's why uh, I don't go to that website anymore. Also because I'm banned. Also because you're banned. <laughs> also because I'm banned. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, with that that thrilling conclusion to the the Deer Rear Nude Saga. <laughs> damn it! Another great name. God Fuck. All right. Damn it. I like that one more uh, than Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, the Deer Rear Nude Saga. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that one. <laughs> uh, with with that thrilling conclusion. Uh, number one, don't be that guy. Don't randomly sexually solicit people. Please get don't. get to know them first, please, and then sexually solicit them. Uh, Only if they're cool with it. Yeah, is it soliciting if they're cool with it though? I mean, somebody has to start. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I I don't know how I don't know how babies are made, so I'm not the person to ask about this. See, hookaloof a baby. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Uh, baby, the, is... the podcast the podcast is coming to an end now. Thank you so much for listening, Neil. Do you have any sort of shout outs you'd like to make? Uh, hookaloof. Babies are made when... No, no, that's not a good shout-out. <laughs> hookaloof. Um, shit. Shout-out to literally everybody that's purchased my game, like, ever. Like, holy fucking shit. Literally the fact that I start... I woke up at 3 a.m. was like, I'm gonna sell my game. And then I'm sitting here, like, four months later with $2,500 of revenue is fucking absurd. Like, that's holy really cool. goddamn shit. I can't believe that's happening to me. And is continuing to happen to me as I speak. That is so awesome. Thank you all so much. Thanks to Fi and Shade for being like my adoptive furry family when I first started out. Because um, I definitely would not be there, <laughs> still be uh, doing what I'm doing right now if it wasn't for them shielding me from the world of weird ass furries. Um, shout outs to Say, my lovely partner. Um,. Shoutouts to this bottle of uh, Doc X that I've been playing with throughout this entire podcast to keep... Uh, it's like my fidget cube. Alright. Um, and shout out to you for doing this lovely podcast series because getting interviewed is very fun. Oh my god, I got someone shouted out to me. <laughs> Hookaloof, babies are made when no, people watch uh, your podcast. This, no. Listen to it. I'm what's doing it? You are making the babies. The podcast is canceled. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Goodbye. In, enjoy your babies, people, because it's ending. No more babies. I am the harbinger of the un... I was going to say unbirth, but that's something else. <laughs> you could be that, too. You could... <sighs> I'm not. I don't think I've ever drawn that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever drawn a genital. Yeah, I was like, Kukulu, you're like the, like the horniest person who's never drawn, like, <laughs> nudes. Ever, <laughs> as far as I know, it's really insane. It's actually the, the dedication is inspiring. That's a title that I will wear proudly. You're like my <laughs> horniest person to never draw dicks. <laughs> you're like, you're like my friend who's never drawn a dick. Like literally, like he never scri scribbled in his journal as a kid, just like two, like an eight and then a D. 
He's never done it in his entire life. Oh, and he's like, how, is that how you make them? And he's like 26. It's unbelievable. I just never know where to start. That's why I don't. I always start with the veins and then it just turns into oh, something else. Oh, no. The veins are so wrong. Oh, God. Why? No. Shout out, shout out to furry artists that draw, like, soda can-sized dicks with, like, one big vein that looks like somebody squirted ketchup on it. <laughs> I always see those veins and I'm like, dude, if I poke this, this guy's just going to die. Like, there's going to be so much blood loss, it's just going to be over. But yeah, thank you, thank you very much for listening. If you want to find more of me and my bizarre drawings, you can go to at Hookyloof on Twitter. As we just mentioned, there won't be any dicks, so you can show your grandma. Uh, don't show your. Yeah, you shouldn't show your grandma. Don't show your. Don't show your grandma, or your parents, or your boss, or your friends. Don't show anybody. Don't look show at my anybody. stuff in the don't, cover of darkness. Don't look at it. Don't just don't yeah. look at it. Close your eyes. <laughs> You're not allowed. Stop. You're not allowed to view my art. My art is yeah. more. My art is more powerful than the combined memory of all of humanity, and you will never understand it. My art is now locked behind a password, and the password is belly button, and no girls allowed. <laughs> belly button. Uh, but a yeah, good password. Belly button's a great password and a great thing. Belly buttons are so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now before we start fawning. Over belly buttons, damn it. Help it. Uh, thank you to Huckleberry Blue, who is my editor, and uh, a, a stupendous, a stupendous pal and good, good dude. They animate things. Go look at their stuff. And I, I still don't have any sponsors, so I will if... sponsor this video. Sponsored by Rebel Radio. All right, put, perfect. Put code or use code <laughs> belly button to get thirty percent off this podcast at thirty uh, percent. <laughs> uh, Hold on, we didn't discuss the rates before this. <laughs> at uh, fucking Gloops, <laughs> no sub. Come on uh, down to Mzum's Discount Podcast. <laughs> it's a flea market. Oh Mzum. <laughs> God, it sounds like everybody's fucking constipated when they say that. <laughs> For the record, I say it MZMM. I sound out every single letter because I'm an oh, and I step like an acronym. Yeah, it's like an acronym, except it stands for nothing except for my foot. Somebody's Ooh. into that. <laughs> and we'll meet them on the next episode. <laughs> oh, no. uh, yeah, this has been Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do. do. And I hope you have an excellent day or night.